the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And welcome to Thursday, I guess we'll call it. We don't know who's won the election Thursday. We'll call it CPI Thursday. I'm going to call it Another rip-your-face-off rally Thursday. Uh, gold and silver flying. The Dow is flying. Uh, Jason, it's a everything rally today. Yeah, I saw that, man. I saw that. That uh, that CPI number came in and then made made the uh, the economic powers that be so so very happy. So they <laughs> the inflation is going away, Joe. They're they're convinced, I guess. It's now. all gone. It's going away, Joe. <laughs> It's not going away, man. We'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. I, I, I'll just say this. Uh, we, we do our best here. Sometimes, uh, some days we get uh, luckier than others. Uh, but uh, Jason and I, uh, we, we, we've been all over this. This is exactly what we expected to have happen. Uh, we were uh, encouraging you as best we could. Uh, take advantage of these lower gold and silver prices because they are not going to last. And uh, another another big move here. I mean, gold gold is up a hundred and forty dollars uh, in less than a week. We've got almost a ten percent rally in gold in less than a week. Uh, silver, same thing. I mean, silver is up another fifty cents here, just below twenty two dollars. Uh, right now, gold's up forty, seventeen fifty three, and and I'll give you the the next target because you know they keep breaking these targets. We we get above twenty two dollars on silver, right? Next target twenty three. Silver's going to be pretty simple that way uh, for the next three or four dollars. Gold, the next target we're going to look at. Uh, there's there's seventeen sixty three. That's not a really big target. The next real target we got our eyes on now, Jason, is eighteen hundred and nineteen dollars. Uh, that's going to be that two hundred day moving average for gold. Yeah, I I don't know. Do you think we're going ahead and straight for it, Joe, or do you think it's uh, we're, we're going to kind of go yeah, sideways? I, I, straight is is hard. This has been, like I said, a rip your face off rally. Uh, we we've been warning about this, obviously, because everybody everybody out there knew this was uh, the uh, the difference between uh, the physical price, the paper price. It, it was just a matter of time. Uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to. I've had an email request. Matter of fact, I've had several email. Re- request uh, so we'll spend a little bit of time not a lot but a little bit of time today explaining that because I know that for a lot of people uh, it's a little confusing and, and in some cases frustrating uh, but but in the end when it's when it's when it's all said and done and in all the I guess the truths are revealed gold and silver are going to be right where they're supposed to be uh, unfortunately for everybody out there, where they're supposed to be is a lot higher than where they are because the realities are the the 
the the fiat money system as we know it's getting ready to end, Jason. Yeah, there's going to be a, a reset, I think, of, of all currencies. They may be called the same things. Maybe they'll be called something different. But uh, and I had a customer come in, ask a few questions uh, about what the future might be like, Joe. It's, it's interesting. I like talking to the customers and, and, and the, the callers because uh, they, they ask questions that make you kind of remind you how, how you have to reset the table, how you have to speak about things. Because sometimes, Joe, we, we understand how things work, and so we, we blow through the terminology to, the, to what's going on. Sometimes you got to back it up a step or two. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, this new monetary system that we're heading into. It, it may take a little while for it to fully be in place, but all the p- puzzle pieces are, there's all, you know, so you, you build that jigsaw puzzle, uh, Joe, you, know, you put the borders in, for, in place first. That, that's, that's all there already. You just got to fill it in now. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, I agree. That's a good analogy. The border's done. Uh, we're filling in uh, the, the center of it as we speak uh, with the CPI, I guess. Jason, we need to talk about it because that's really what's moved the markets today. Uh, we were warning all week, and really getting the last week, this was going to be a light number. And not because of the fact that things are really that much better on the CPI version. We just had a, a big number fall off. Because remember, they like to go year over year. Uh, and Jason and I like to remind everybody, hey, listen, why don't you add the last two years together find out where you got? I mean, uh, you're talking about at least what they'll admit to, right? They're admitting to 13 or 14% devaluation of your money over the last two years, uh, which really means, I mean, what's the real number? 25, 30, right? I mean, is it that significant? It's a significant number. But let's go over the numbers for today. They said month over month, another increase of four-tenths of a percent. Uh, That was a little better than what they had expected. Uh, They were expecting a a five-tenths. It came in at four-tenths year over year. Uh, The number came in at 7.7. They were expecting 7.9. You know, Jason and I, we were talking 7.8, that one-tenth off. Uh, on that month-to-month number, kind of making up the difference there. Uh, but this is what got them excited. Think about this. Ready? And, and again, a lot of smoke and mirrors in this number. A lot of smoke and, smoke and mirrors in this number. But they're excited. I mean, they're, they're thrilled that they've only devalued your money the way they calculated by 7.7%. Just yeah. imagine if your bank account had an interest rate of negative 7.7% that every month they were staking 7.7% of your money away from you. You'd be livid. You'd be outraged. But they don't do that. Instead, they use inflation to do it. But, Jason, that's really the equivalent. Yeah, I mean, we're going to hit the break here. Uh, I'll, I'll make the case on the next segment. Uh, the year-over-year numbers, if you look at it the way that I've been looking at it, it's a little bit higher than last month. So well, well, I got the numbers sitting in front of me so I can go over it very easily so you guys can understand that inflation is here and it's staying, sticking around for a while. We're back. 800 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour uh, on this Thursday and, and Jason, before we break down those numbers, we did have one other piece of economic data out. We did have first-time jobless claims, oh, yeah. uh, 225,000. Uh, that, that was a little more 
Uh, but Jason, nowhere near where it would need to be for them to take the number that came out today, the inflation number that came out today, and correlate that to, hey, things are going to start getting better on inflation. These two numbers don't work at all together. And the reason they don't really work together is because they're actually saying the same thing, which is inflation still red hot, and you're going to break that down. Yeah, exactly, Joe, exactly. And, and, and you know, I think the Fed is actually getting – I think the inflation numbers are – I, I can make a case that this is exactly what they want to happen. This is exactly the, the pace – and the hotness of inflation, it, this may be precisely what they want, Joe, because as you said on the first segment, there's a, a monetary reset happening. It's coming, right? They're going to change the whole thing. And, and so that, there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering by a lot of people for them to get to whatever this new uh, fabricated, you know, stealing from the people system that they put in place. But the CPI numbers that Joe and I have been – focusing on a lot more, uh, and, and it's caught my attention uh, over the last year because of the inflation, it's year over year. You know, there, there's one thing, you, you report numbers, but then it's how do you report the numbers. And in, in April of 2021, that was the first time it really started looking not so good. It went from 2.6 in March of 2021 to 4.2. So 4.2 is twice their mandate you know, or their, their, their goal, I guess. Uh, and that's from 2020 to 2021. Uh, so, so May was 5%, June 5.4, July 5.4, August 5.3, September 5.4, and then October from 2020 to 2021, which is where we, we're doing the, the October 2021 to 22, is 6.2. It was, it was ticking up. So if you, you add the numbers for 2022 onto that, April is 8.3. You add that to 4.2, it's 12.5. Okay? Then you add 8.6 to 5% in May, it's it's 13.6. And then June, for whatever reason, June seems to be, I'm looking at the historically, it seems to be a high number on, on most years, 9.1. And you add that with the, uh, the last year's number, it's 14.5. So you're starting to see year over year, there seems to be a number that's correlating, which is in the 13 percentile for adding it up. So, so July is 13.9. August, 13.6, and this is for two years, mind you. September, 13.6, if you add the 5.4 and the 8.2 of the last two years. And now we got this lower number, Joe, that everyone's all excited about. But if you add it up, it's, it's hotter by a little bit. It's 13.9 in October. It's not going away, Joe. You do Joe. the two years. The two years. They, they should have the two-year year-over-year number. And I don't think people would be so optimistic, Joe, if they looked at it that way. Well, and again, though, let, let, let's not kid ourselves. These, these are very, very smart people. There's a reason why they don't want you to know uh, about a two-year number because obviously if you did, right, you, you would be, well, okay, I see what you guys did there. You guys just had this big number from last year that kind of makes this year's number look better than what it really is. And that's exactly what happened and why we don't, we don't see them talk about it, uh, focus on it, right? We're not going to hear, uh, any mention of, of, uh, the two year number, uh, because then again, if you, if you did that, you really couldn't say, hey, things are starting to look better. And Joe is smart because he, he he pushes really hard to say, hey, the month-over-month month numbers, that's really all that matters. 
And that's true because that's more of a of a, a up to date right now look at it, Joe. So, and those month over month numbers haven't been too good, Joe. Yeah, the month over month numbers, uh, and they can swing dramatically. You can have uh, one particular uh, segment really weigh in more on uh, on the month over month number than that year over year or that two year number. But I'm glad you broke it out because it just is an, uh, exemplifies what Jason and I have really been telling you, which we kind of knew all along. This and this number was going to be lower. I mean, are Jason and I the smartest people in the world? No. <laughs> are we? Are we geniuses of some kind? I mean, you know, listen. I'd like to pretend I'm smart, but let's face it. I, I'm. I've got you know average intelligence here. I know how to do. This is probably. I don't know. Third or fourth grade math? Yeah. I mean, really, isn't that what we're talking about? Third or fourth grade math? Joe, we're not the, we're not the smartest guys on the radio, but we're definitely not the dumbest. How's that? <laughs> we we can at least uh, read numbers and read headlines and and, and make uh, make sense of what's going on around us. And uh, you just have to have your eyes and ears open. Yeah, and and it's interesting when you when you start getting all of the. Uh, I don't want to call it nonsense, but you get all of the the people talking about, oh, look, hey, things are better. Let's get all excited because they want you to believe that they're better. Really, they get it, don't they? Hey, let's not tell them the reality, right? Let's give them the perception of the reality that we want them to have. And, of course, that's what we're getting today. Correct, Joe. And here's, the, here's an interesting thing. If going by this chart I'm looking at, if you really want to know when there's going to be a, a market crash based off just these these year-over-year CPI numbers, I would say it'd have to be February because February and January from 2020 to 2021, those numbers were low. So it's not really reflecting the inflation that we're having now, which means, man, when we get to 2023 and we're looking at the January and February, when we get that February number for January, it's only 8.9% inflation. For January, because the beginning of 2021, the, the inflation wasn't bad on uh, reflecting those numbers. Those numbers might look really bad. They might not even be that bad. Here's the thing, but the number, the number might be very high in, in February for that January number, Joe, and, and people might just freak out. You just might you just might see February as being, in, and I think we have a rate hike in February too. On top of that, so that that might that might be a place where uh, the, the, some of this strain is going to show itself. Yeah, and I think what we're going to see now is this pattern because we do have more than just this month we do, in the next four or five months we have several big numbers you know year over year numbers that will at least keep this inflation number in the sevens uh for the most part we can spike back into the eights go back into the sevens uh but i think it's pretty clear here right now we are now at what i would call peak dollar we'll see the the dollar fall from here yep listen to this the 10 year note here's what's so confusing about all of this because i made that you know we were talking a week or two ago can the 10 year note go below the fed funds rate today the 10 year note right now three eight five and i'm like whoa because the fed funds rate you know all through the rate hike cycle, it's always been one tenth below the range. So right now the range is three seven five to four. 
3.9. I actually went to the Fed website and looked today. Miraculously, Jason, the Fed funds rate is 383 today. So the 10-year <laughs> note could be 385. Wow, that's not not a, not a very big range there, Joe. That's that's pretty tight. <laughs> it is extremely tight and, and not and that's not a good thing. This is kind of the problem. If we could rally here with a 10-year note at at four and a half or five percent, which would be you know a much healthier market, I'd feel a lot better about it. But instead, the the rally, and I'm talking about the rally in equities today. The rally in equities today, it, it, it's really make believe. This is the the optimism of the Wall Street guys that somehow the Fed's going to stop raising rates, and the bond market saying, "Man, we got a rip your face off." recession coming yep. and it's coming really really soon this yield curve inversion now jason is just massive yeah yeah and that's that's always a leading indicator to to hard times ahead and it's it's like this yield curve has just been sort of doing this for almost a year joe it's just it's just in slow motion you know it's and it's but it's not getting better it's getting worse joe yeah and, and again i think that uh, everyone needs to be really careful here. The good news uh, on the metal side of things is we're, we're seeing now that the the dollar looks like we've got peak dollar in place now. Uh, we're getting ready for lower levels of rate hikes. You know, this half of a percent level of rate hikes. Uh, and as things get harder and harder, we'll see that half level. Uh, go to uh, a quarter of quarter of a point, uh, and then eventually to to zero. Uh, I'm looking at May. I think in May we're going to start seeing this rip your face off. I'll call it a recession. Really, probably more depressionary. Like we'll see. And again, it all depends on jobs. The longer the jobs stay good, the higher the rates are going to go, Jason. Yeah, that New York Fed chief said that uh, inflation would be 6.8 in June of 2023. He said that several couple of months ago. So that time frame. We're at 7.7 seven now. Yeah. That's... So he essentially is saying, hey, in June, here's the good news. Inflation will only be 6.6. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, or 6.8 or whatever. You know, That's the good news. The problem is at that point, I think the Fed's done raising. I think we've got yep. recession. And, again, this is going to be one of those new ones. You know, remember the Great Depression. That was a deflationary event, according to the central bank. Why they took the gold away, because they wanted to do what they've been doing for the last 40, 50 years, print money out of thin air yep. and make things cost more. That was that was their solution. We needed inflation. Of course, really, it was World War II, Bretton Woods. We got to, the the central bank got to hide a lot of their flaws with World War II and that Bretton Woods agreement, and it bought them a lot more time than I think a lot of people thought it would. And Jason, now you go to you go to the financial crisis, right? the, that financial crisis. Remember, we had roaring housing inflation that they that led to 
people, all of a sudden when the slowdown came, people started losing jobs. They stopped paying their mortgages, which led us into a, a banking crisis. Their solution was, we're going to print way more money than we're going to tell people about. And then, of course, COVID comes, and now we're going to print even more money than that by a large margin. And now we're going to be in this scenario where instead of deflation of the 30s or the inflation of the 70s, we're going to have really a combination of both. We're going to have a depression with high pricing. A little stagflation, huh? That's what it looks like. That is, I think that's a, a kind word. I'm going to put it this way. Stagflation on steroids, and that is why gold is going to perform incredibly well because the Fed won't be raising rates. They should be. They won't be. And the realities will be that gold is going to be the one thing that's going to protect you in, in all of this when the central bank stops doing its job, Jason. Yeah, the, the CPI numbers, and Joe's going to remind you guys, these CPI numbers are going to go down just because the previous year numbers are high. So it, uh, September of uh, 21 was 5.4. It went to 6.2, Look at how high it was going. So, so we have for these numbers to be big, Joe, they have to be far and above those numbers. So the the decelerating the rate hikes that Joe, Joe's been talking about, that's going to happen because this, this 7.7 number, it's going to be about the same next month, Joe. And then as we get to the higher numbers from the previous year. They're going to say, see, we've got on top of it, Joe, so we can we can scale it back. And, then, Joe, you said that's when gold's going, right? That's when gold goes. Yes, ma'am. We're back here, the Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, on this Thursday. And, you know, people are, are trying to figure out what, what is really uh, going to happen uh, when we look at the the prices here, inflation, jobs, you know the uh, all, all of the all of the above, right? China wars, elections, who's in charge, right? There's so many uh, different things to look at, but we've been talking about premiums a lot here. Gold premiums, which are high, but not gold premiums aren't horrible. They're not great, but they're not horrible. Silver premiums through the roof. And for those of you, what are we, when we say premium, what are we talking about? How much we have to pay, and then consequently you, uh, the purchaser, has to pay above the spot price. So the, the, more, the higher above spot, the, the bigger the premium. So we, we, we've had a bunch of questions, people wanting to know, particularly when it comes to silver uh, and, and American silver eagles. Why don't the whales purchase paper silver and force delivery? So for how paper silver works, uh, you have these contracts. Right now, silver is trading the December contract. There is no November contract for silver. And silver contracts, they actually have 1,000-ounce silver bars. And that, that is a silver contract. 
95% of these contracts, these paper, you buy it on paper, you, you pay a, a small amount of money to control a 1,000 ounces of silver. So, obviously, a 1,000 ounces of silver, right now silver is 2165 a 1,000 ounces of silver is $21,650. Well, you may have to pay $2,000 to control that 1,000 ounces. And what you do when you do that, you're making a determination. You're either going to go long or short. Long meaning, hey, I think the price in December is going to be higher, or I think the price short, I think it's going to be lower. And that's how most of the trading, and, and by doing that, you come up with an average price. And I know I'm really dumbing this down for everybody. Some of these contracts are for actual delivery. In other words, I'm buying this December contract, $21,650. I'm buying this contract, and... Sorry, Connie just came in and interrupted me here. I'm buying this contract because I need delivery of that 1,000-ounce bar when the contract expires in December, and I'm locking my price in today. If you bought that December contract right now, you would lock it in at $21.65. Now, when delivery comes for that contract towards the end of December, the price of silver could be $24, could be $20, could be anything, but you're locked in at that $21.65. So the, the question is, is, hey, why don't these whales buy these contracts and force delivery and drive the price up? They That's exactly what they're doing. We've said it over and over about how little silver is actually left in these vaults. See, these whales, they're not dumb. They don't want silver to go up yet. They're still acquiring it. Now, the other side of it is you got to remember, these, these banks that control the silver market, J.P. Morgan, the biggest, they've been living in this paper world. And what's happened all year this year? We've had what I would say is another one of these rip-your-face-off dollar rallies. So when they're looking at it, they're not looking at physical demand. They're, they're looking at it in this, this make-believe paper world that says, well, rates are going up, that means the dollar is strong, that means precious metals, we sell them. And we also got to remember, we have the, the paper ETFs, you know, the gold ETF, the silver ETF. And these banks, they've been selling the ETFs, the, the paper silver in these ETFs, because, hey, in a, in a utopian world where we, for, we pretend there's no inflation, we, we, we don't worry about recession, we're not looking anywhere other than up oh, the Fed's raising rates and the dollar is stronger. And what you've seen now, look at what we've seen in the last five trading days. 
I promise you next week I'm going to read you a story about how all this money flowed into the gold and silver ETFs, and all of a sudden we have these what I'll call ridiculous moves. I mean, it's ridiculous. Gold goes up almost 10% in five days, but this is why it's going this way, Jason. Yeah, and that's that's what's... Uh... Really good about gold and silver, Joe, is that the, the physical ounces uh, is is not an idea that you just put to paper. It's an actual thing that exists, and no matter how much you paper over it and, and try to change how you distribute and ca- account for it, eventually, versus whatever currency you want to put it against, it's always going to hold its own. Uh, the, any manipulation so that somebody can get more gold uh, eventually comes to an end, and the price will will be set equally to other things. And, uh, Joe, that's, it's, it's, they've been pushing hard on it for a long time, and that, re- and, that, and that pressure relief things, valve is going off now, Joe. It's, it, that, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, by the way, Dow's up 1,000 points. What a great day, right? Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, 7.7, 7, 7, Joe. by 7.7%. Yeah, that's awesome. Almost four, uh, so four, times, four times their goal. Yeah, four times their Perfect. goal is. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. But here's the other side of it. So let's be clear. The banks that tell the mint how much silver they should purchase every month. So I know people don't necessarily understand how the mint determines how much silver they should order. So the mint, by the way, they actually go through a company called Sunshine. They're buying these December contracts. At $21.65. They're buying them. And they tell Sunshine, hey, I need a mil, let's just say I need a million ounces. Sunshine's gonna go out and buy a thousand contracts for the mint. How does the mint come up with that number? We're gonna talk about that next. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, and, and uh, we're talking about uh, Silver Eagles primary, but silver in general, and why these premiums are so high. We've got a couple of things happening. We have major physical purchases from the exchanges. Uh, this is the London Metals Exchange, the COMEX Exchange, inventories are extremely low which in theory hey that should mean higher prices what's happened while this is going on is we had this huge rate hiking cycle from the fed uh, which drove the dollar higher and so it had the paper guy saying, well, no, silver shouldn't be rallying. Gold shouldn't be rallying. The whole time, the whales are in there buying all the stuff at way below market pricing. On top of it, what makes it even worse is I don't get to call the mint and say, hey, give me five cases of silver or, or ten. doesn't work that way. The mint only takes orders, direct orders, from a handful of of banks around the world. There's only eight banks in the world that get to order from the mint. And everybody else has to order from them. Those banks tell the mint 
hey, you need to produce, and let's just use a million ounces. You need to produce a million ounces for delivery for next month. And then the mint calls Sunshine. Sunshine buys the contracts, takes delivery of these bars, puts them into strips, makes the, the, the planchets, the little disc, sends them to the mint, and then the mint stamps them with that silver eagle design, puts them in the mint tubes, puts them in the cases, ships them to those eight banks, who then distribute it to everybody else. Well, here's what's happening right now. These banks know, hey, our billionaire buddies, they're buying silver right now. And they they, they just take 1,000-ounce silver bars and throw them in our vaults, and, and we can't allow to tell the Mint, hey, we need 4 million ounces. Because then... We're going to run out of silver. So what they've been telling the Mint is we needed a million. And just over a million. Right around a million. Every month. And what they've been doing is raising the premium to match the demand. So what's happening is instead of telling the Mint, make two million ounces. Make four million ounces. Just make a million and we'll just drive the premium up as high as we need to to say, see, that's all the demand there is right now. And that's what's been going on in the market, Jason. Well, and you sort of get my mind wandering off a little bit as you're talking about this because uh, it is the U.S. Mint. It's a government agency. And if, if, if the powers that be that uh, get those elected officials in place, they don't want silver going crazy – it's a, I think there's a little bit of game playing going on, Joe, because remember that it had that billionaire from Texas, you know, buying all the silver from the U.S. Mint, and the U.S. Mint just simply isn't minting enough for that demand. And now, now just think about it. That one billionaire is pushing the physical buying of it from the Mint, right? That, that, that whole scenario you laid out, that causes a lot, those contracts to want to be pushed harder. And then, well, hey, we're not going to let some billionaire push us around uh, with this silver contract price. We'll just, uh, we'll just, we'll only give uh, a million. There's only a million to buy. Good luck. Go find it somewhere else. I mean, a little bit of a way of manipulating the price to keep it lower, Joe. Because you're right. If if the simply billionaires continue to order billions or millions of ounces from the mint and keep pushing, 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 those prices will go up fast. And so, right now, the part they can't control. Right with these contracts is the flows into the ETFs, the gold and silver ETFs, which I'm sure have become massive because everybody is saying, okay, the dollar's peaked, the dollar's, uh, the dollar rallies over, the dollar's heading uh, lower. Let's let's go into gold, let's go into silver, uh, which is pushing this up. But this is why I keep telling everybody, I don't think the premiums get better, at least not right now. Until the whales stop buying the physical silver. So right now, as, as silver goes up, you know, I, I expect the premiums to go up with it. Yep. Because they keep just saying, oh, we're only going to buy a million, we're only going to buy a million, we're only going to buy a million. And then whatever the demand is, they just raise the premium to make sure the demand doesn't get too great. 
It, it, it's really an interesting thing here. It's a way of but ju- we're Joe. It's a way of making the supply. It's a, it's a way of making the supply last longer than it should. Correct. It's supply and demand, and all they're trying to do is just, once again kick the can down the road and try to keep the the, the silver market from from telling people, uh oh, things aren't aren't right here. Because let's face it, all the other commodities like lumber and copper and things like that, they've all gone through these huge spikes in prices. And gold, silver just kind of slowly trail on behind it. It's it's uh, it's going to be gold and silver's day very soon. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I see happening uh, as well. And it's already well, it's already started. So we've got the first leg up. I don't know where the first leg up stops. Right, uh, eighteen nineteen is my now the new target for gold, silver. Just go a dollar at a time here. When they they do the half point increases. All this data that comes in, uh, we're going to see, like I said, this inflation in the sevens now, and not because it's really getting better, but this is what's going to be. When they go to a quarter of a point, you're going to see the next leg, which my guess is going to be 2000 plus. When they say we're done raising rates, right, we're going to see new all-time highs. Then if they have to say we're stopping quantitative easing and we've got a lower rate, right, then, then we've got moonshots in gold and silver. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. 800 uh, $20 gold pieces, twenty-one forty-five, uh, which is actually pretty good. I think we're at twenty fifty, and gold's up 140 uh, so uh, still a great value there. Uh, $10 golds at $11.50. $5 golds, $605. Uh, what else? Silver Eagles, man. $820 a roll on Silver Eagles. Uh, half dollar rolls, $285. Quarter rolls, $240. Uh, dime rolls, $130 at 800 951 0592 and, and uh, I, I expect this pattern to continue. Um, I think when silver, I'm hoping, this is just hope, that when silver's in the 30s, because right now what the premiums are telling me is silver right now should probably be somewhere between 34 and $36. That, that's, that's what the premiums are telling me. Uh, we're at just under 22. So we got a long way to go uh, before I think uh, the whales will be like, okay, uh, we're still accumulating, right? We're accumulating silver at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. We probably got to see silver in the 30s before that stops. But by that time, you know, imagine silver on this rally like this. Uh, silver demand is going to be even that more uh, vigorous, especially with the silver ETFs and everything else. That Jason, I, I think the premiums they may go all the way to forty or fifty dollars. Very easily, Joe, with with what you just mapped out in the last segment uh, with the contracts, and then the big buyers pushing and pushing and pushing. Because if if the contracts aren't being pushed, or if the big buyers aren't pushing the mint to to, to, to crank it out, you, you can those premiums can come down, but. You've got it coming from all sides. It's- Listen, the second those eight banks said produce four million ounces, the premiums would come down. There you go. But they can't do it 
because that would deplete the stockpile that they're letting these big whales buy right now. That's just what's happening. That's correct. That's correct. If, if the biggest buyers out there are buying it, then you as the average guy listening to your radio, you might want to ask yourself, why am I not buying? <laughs> and uh, you got to jump on, Joe, when you hear these things. 800 951 Gold's up 1,000. Or, I'm sorry, not gold. The Dow. <laughs> it's, boy, I... I wonder if I'm going to say that one day. I, I may. Well, a, uh, the it, Dow's up a thousand. It's up a thousand from 15 right. years ago, right? <laughs> uh, the S and P is up 177. The Nasdaq's up 650. The Dow's or the gold gold's up 40. Silver uh, it's up 50 cents. The 10-year note uh, three eight four in change. Uh, I yeah I don't you you tell me there. Uh, oil's up. Uh, the the dollar is lower, right? That's that's what we would expect. Uh, the dollar is lower on the inflation news. And Jason, it, it has been a a crazy last five. Go back to last from last Friday to today. Uh, it's just been a really crazy market that's been playing out here. Uh, unfortunately for the equities. The bond market is telling us a different story, right? That, that's, that's the worry here. The worry is the bond market saying, I don't know why you're rallying. A recession's coming. And, and I get, I'm looking at May. I think May is when, uh, we see the last of the rate hikes. I think I have the right to change my mind, but that's what I'm thinking. And, and then from there, it's going to be wild, uh, what happens. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.